0: Um, miracle of mercy this morning we're uh, this week in our studies in our small groups and we're hearing great things about those who are involved in the real life connection group and uh, wonderful things are happening there this week uh, Pastor Rick is going to be sharing on the video about um, mercy for those who are hurting And I thought this morning I'd like to talk about the man of mercy because I think Jesus is the one who exemplifies for us, those who follow Jesus, what it is to live a life of mercy. Mercy is love in action. It always has action behind it. It's all about the verb. It's way more than just having sympathy for someone or having empathy for someone. Um, It's about actually getting out of our space and into their space and actually helping the hurting, crossing the the room, crossing the road, doing whatever it is that is necessary for us. And Jesus exemplifies this. When Jesus was beginning his ministry, he started out in his hometown of Nazareth. And uh, this is what happened uh, at the very early, he went into the synagogue, it says here, when he came to the village of Nazareth, his boyhood home, he went as usual to the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read the scriptures. The scroll of Isaiah, the prophet was handed to him and he unrolled the scroll and found the place where this was written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released and the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. He rolled up the scroll, handed it back to the attendant, and sat down. All eyes in the synagogue looked at him intently. Then he began to speak to them, The scripture you've just heard has been fulfilled this very day. Jesus took this prophecy from Isaiah chapter 61, and he applied it to himself, that he would be the one who would bring good news to the poor, that he would heal brokenhearted, that he would set captives free. Cynthia talked about this last week when we chatted about her ministry and her work and and, and, uh, and being the, the, the ministry of bringing people out of the bondage in their lives and the different things and this is what jesus has called us to mercy is um, is is this action so i picked some action words and to describe jesus or the things that jesus did and i just want to share them quickly with you this morning to kind of get us thinking about how we can cross over and not just feel mercy but actually do mercy in our lives First of all, Jesus looked at others. Sometimes it's very hard to look at others, especially when people um, are experiencing pain, trauma, disability, sickness. I'm not the kind of person that would ever go into the medical profession because I don't do really well with blood or anything that oozes or anything like that. You know, I'm just not that kind of person, right? And uh, so sometimes when we face the things that we're uncomfortable with, we look away. But Jesus looked at people. It says in Matthew chapter 14, verse 14, Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat and he had compassion on them and he healed their sick. Jesus didn't turn away from hurting people. Jesus didn't uh, ignore hurting people. Jesus looked at them. He looked at the poor, the beggars, the ill, the disabled, the, the, those who were different than him and his culture. Jesus looked at them. You know, you and I need to pray to God that he would give us eyes to see people as he sees them. That he would give us eyes to see people with the compassion that Jesus has for each person. Oh, Lord, give us eyes to see the people that are around us. Jesus not only looked, but he also listened. In Luke chapter 17, verse 12, it says, As he entered the village there, ten men with leprosy stood at a distance, crying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. These lepers could not get close to Jesus. They weren't allowed to get close to people. They were kept segregated from society because they had a communicable disease, a disease that was easily caught by others and was very devastating. We don't see leprosy in our culture, but it still exists in the world, and it's a very devastating, disfiguring disease. It's very difficult to look at people with leprosy. Jesus not only looked, but he also listened, and he heard the cry of their heart. And the Bible tells us over and over again that Jesus healed those who had leprosy. Jesus even touched them, which was something that was completely uh, unthinkable in Jesus' day. People's cries are heard in many different ways. It's important for us to be very attentive to what people are saying around us. When people share their story, when they're experiencing, expressing how they're experiencing their day and their life, it's important that we be the ones that listen carefully to what they're saying. I don't know if you're a good listener. I don't know if you like to hear other people share their story, but we need to stop talking all the time and start listening to what others are saying. Not just to the facts that they're giving, but thinking about what is behind their story and how can we come alongside them and help them in their hurting, in their pain. We need to lay aside our judgmentalism. It's very easy when someone shares their pain and their difficulty for us to immediately go and start listing all the things they should have done differently in order not to be in the place that they're in today. But people don't need to be here, I told you so. They need to hear about the love and the grace and the mercy of a God who loves them. Jesus not only looked and listened, but he also stepped into their struggle. In Matthew chapter 8, it tells a story how Jesus was called to the home of Peter, one of the disciples, and Jesus went into the home where his, Peter's mother-in-law was, and she was sick. And uh, Jesus, it says here, when Jesus arrived at Peter's house, Peter's mother-in-law was sick in bed with a high fever, but when Jesus touched her hand, the fever left her. Then she got up and prepared a meal for him. Jesus entered right into the very intimate settings of people's lives. He went into their homes. He went into the places where where their privacy was. He went right to their beds, and he touched them. He didn't just just w- look from a distance. He went right into their intimate spaces. It's a very difficult thing for us to do in our culture. We live very independently from one another. It's one of the things I find very hard to do, is to step into other people's independent and private spaces. You know, we have these, these kind of these rules in our society Uh, And we even build our houses that way, you know, our homes are built, everything faces front and back and nothing faces the side, you don't see your neighbors from the side, you know, you drive into your garage and and you close the door behind you and you go in your house. Just the way we live in our urban and suburban world today, we are disconnected from the people around us. So we have to be intentional about actually going into the private world of other people. We need to follow Jesus into that kind of thinking. How can I enter into the world of other people? So Jesus stepped into their struggle. He looked, he listened, and he stepped. And then Jesus also crossed over to people who were different. In John chapter 4, verse 7, it says, Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Please give me a drink. Doesn't sound overly remarkable. Jesus is sitting by a well, a community well, where people would gather regularly through the day. Mostly women would come to the well and would, uh, would get the water for the household. They, were taking, they would take the water back to their homes, and it was kind of a gathering place for the women. In, uh, in a community, the men would, would gather at the, uh, the center of the community or at the, at the city gate or at the entrance to the city. That's where men would gather. Women would get, gather at the well, and they would never gather together. Um, and Jesus actually, when he came to this town in Samaria, he went to the well, and he sat at the well while his, his disciples went and did some business, got some, some supplies for he and, and their group, Jesus was alone there and this woman came alone and Jesus actually spoke to her. He did something that people didn't do. Men did not speak to women because in the mind of, the, of people of that day was, a woman wasn't worthy of a conversation with, another man, with a man. But Jesus started a conversation with this woman. Now that's remarkable in itself, but the fact that this woman was a Samaritan woman is even more remarkable. This was the enemy. This was, this was a, 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 a different um, race, a different group of people. They shared the same history as the Israelites, but they were, they were kind of the, the half-breeds. They were the watered-down version. They weren't, they weren't the right kind of Jewish people, and they weren't allowed into the inner circle of the Jews. But Jesus actually engaged with this Samaritan woman. He did something that was very, very... Um, Out of the ordinary. And Jesus, in this moment, you can read the story in Matthew chapter and John chapter 4, and Jesus actually altered her life. This, This connection with this woman actually changed the course of this woman's life. He offered forgiveness to her. He offered grace to her and mercy to her that that set her free from a life of bondage. You know, Jesus calls us to follow him and to be those who are willing to cross over the barriers that our society has placed. We have to cross, we have to be willing to cross cultures. Um, We have to be willing to go to people, to, to get to know and to listen to people of other races. Maybe even people that would be, could be our enemies, who could be dangerous to us, People that live a different lifestyle. People that have a different religion. People that have a different gender. Now, talking for a man to talk to a woman today isn't very hard, but there's a lot of talk in our world today about transgender people. And I I, I don't have any, uh, I'm not here to judge anybody, but it seems to me to be a very different kind of way of thinking than what I'm accustomed to. But when I see someone who maybe is is different than me and has a different way of thinking, it's very easy to judge them, and it's a lot harder to befriend them. But when I look at Jesus' example of what he did with this Samaritan woman, he crossed all the boundaries. He crossed all of the, the norms of his society to actually befriend this woman at the well. To me, that speaks very, very clearly about how I would actually befriend those who are different than myself. In doing so, Jesus surrendered his reputation. This is what people said about Jesus, all right? Um, They said he's a glutton, a drunkard, and a friend of tax collectors and other sinners That's what they said about Jesus. He eats too much. He parties too much. He drinks too much. And he's a friend of all kinds of sinners, including the people that rip us off and steal from us. Now, that doesn't sound like Jesus to me, at least not the Jesus, the religious Jesus, but that's the real Jesus. You see, Jesus, when it says in in Philippians chapter 2 that Jesus didn't consider his reputation as God something to hold on to, but rather to be surrendered. And Jesus gave up his reputation. You know, sometimes we're hindered from showing mercy to others because we say to ourselves, or maybe even to other people, I wouldn't want people to think that I was that kind of person. If I become that person's friend, if I become that person's... if I show mercy to that person... That They all get associated with, with what they do and, or, or who they are or their culture, and I don't want my friends to think that I actually condone that kind of thing. Well, Jesus did not let that kind of thing restrict him at all. He was willing to bear the, 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 the scorn of people, to be called uh, a partier, a glutton, to be called a drunkard and to be called a friend of sinners. That's what Jesus w- was willing to do. If we're going to follow Jesus, the man of mercy, then we need to let go of our self-righteousness. We need to be willing to sacrifice our reputation. People may not understand why we do what we do, or the friends that we have, or the, 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 the ways that we will, are willing to show mercy to other people. We may get criticized for it, but man, I'd rather be criticized for showing mercy than for holding it in. Jesus was a man of mercy. He looked, he listened, he he crossed over, he surrendered, he did all of these things. He acted out the mercy of God, and he calls us to do the same. The Spirit of the Lord is on me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor, Jesus said. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, and that the blind will see, and that the oppressed will be set free. Are you a follower of the man of mercy? If you're a follower of Jesus, then we need to follow Jesus in his acts and his living out mercy as we minister to the hurting i want to give you a moment here just to think for, for, for uh, a minute, just quietly think of some people that maybe you have been hesitant maybe to cross the office or cross the street or, or wherever, you've been hesitant to actually reach out to them. It's difficult for you to look at them or listen to them. There's something about them. I don't know what it is, but I want you to ask the Lord, is there someone in my world that I need to step out and show mercy to. And what I'd like you to do, I'd like to give you a challenge. I'd like you to take the connection card that you were given this morning, and I'd like you to write their name somewhere on that connection card. There's probably some blank spaces on there. And uh, if you could just write the name of one or two people that you, that the Lord places on your heart that you need to either take some time to look, to listen, or to act in a way that is merciful towards them in the coming week. I'm just gonna, we're just going to be quiet for a minute, and I encourage you to do that as we just prayerfully consider what the Lord would have us do. Lord, I, I pray, Lord God, that you would speak into our hearts and into our lives this message of mercy. Lord, we talked this morning about how we are recipients of your mercy through the cross, through your resurrection. We've heard stories of your mercy, Lord, and and your grace actually working in the lives of people. We've, We've heard stories of how people have received mercy from others. But Lord, I pray that we would be able to, we would be challenged and we would be encouraged to step out and show mercy in ways that are meaningful and purposeful. Open our eyes that we can see. Open our ears that we can hear. Give us courage to step out, to cross over, to do the things, Lord God, that you have have done and that we ought to do. I pray that you'd help us in Jesus' name. Amen.